All right, eightcountnews.com. We'd like to welcome in the legendary rock and roll icon, metal legend, Lita Ford. What is up, Lita? Hey, what's going on? Man, doing good. First and foremost, absolute honor to have you on board, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. All right, living like a runaway. I love it, man. I've been waiting a long time for some new uh, Lita Ford music to come out. Uh, this is your new record. Congratulations on that. Talk about that a little bit, the uh, new record. Oh, gosh. The new record is uh, doing very well. It's being received all over uh, the U.S. and uh, Europe. It's getting really great ratings. Um, and and lots of people are really getting into the album, really getting into the lyrics and and uh, the guitar parts on the album. It's doing, it's doing great. I, I couldn't have asked for more. It's doing really great. And um, it's transposing well live. Mm-hmm. So we're, um, we're able to have no problems with the live shows. Um, you know, sometimes you get a lot, of, um, a lot of problems when you actually record an album and then try and record it, then try and re- do it live. It's, uh, there's so many different background vocal parts and guitar parts and stuff that you just can't pull off live, you right. know. But this album isn't one of those albums. It's, it's really quite easy to pull off live. So anyway, we've been doing a lot of, a lot of the songs off the CD live. Good stuff. Now, I, I, re- I did a little research and got some information that the uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon gave you some inspiration to do this. Yeah. Um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it, you know what it, it did? Because um, it's an album in its entirety. It's not just one song and then the rest of the album goes in the toilet. <laughs> it's, you know, Dark Side of the Moon is an album in its entirety. It's a musical journey. And uh, that's what I wanted Living Like a Runaway to be, was a musical journey. And I had in mind to write it with that in mind. Um, When Gary Hoey and I first collaborated on our very first track, we we wanted to make a a welcome to my nightmare or a dark side of the moon. And I think that's one thing that's missing these days is you don't find records in their entirety. You just find one song here or there. Mm-hmm. So I true. I want to bring that back a little bit. That's so true. Now, um, you've joined forces with some interesting people on this on this record, one being Doug Aldrich. Um, of course, he worked with Ronnie James Dio and Whitesnake, some, some really uh, some great, great acts. Uh, talk about that. How was it working with Doug? Yeah, Doug is awesome. He's a great guy and a great musician. Um, we were looking for, excuse me, we were looking for some riffs. We were we were closing in to the end of the album, and Gary and I had pretty much used up all of our ideas, our musical ideas for the riffs on this album, mm-hmm. and uh, we thought. Why not ask Doug? We ran into Doug. We just did some shows with White Snake. So I said, "Hey Doug, you got any riffs up your sleeve?" <laughs> and uh, he came back with some beautiful melodic uh, guitar parts. And and I thought, this isn't what we're looking for. We're looking for something that's that's heavy and hard and mm. shredding. And so he came back with the riff for Bad Neighborhood, and it was perfect. Drop D tuning. Yeah. And uh, it's perfect. 
good stuff. Also, Nikki Six, one of my all-time favorite guys in music. Um, a song to slit your wrist by. That that I listened to that man. What a crunchy edge. It has an attitude. It's a great song. I liked it a lot, man. Talk about working with Nikki Six. Yeah, it uh, it was really strange how that song came about. Um, I was sitting on my laptop one day and it literally appeared on my laptop <laughs> a song to slit your wrist by Nikki Six, and I thought. I don't have any Nikki Six songs saved to laptop, saved to my desktop, and uh, I called him. Mm-hmm. I said, "Nikki, wh- what is this song? <laughs> I hadn't heard it before. I, I I didn't know there was such a version. It's a '58 version. I, I guess that was a band that he had or mm-hmm. a project he had a while back, and uh, I didn't know anything about it. So uh, I asked him, "Can I have the song?" And he said, "Sure." So uh, I said, what, if you were to redo this track, what would you do to it? Would you, you know, what kind of vibe would you give it? Because it's an older song. Mm-hmm. And he said he'd give it more of a Nine Inch Nails industrial kind of... Uh, I hear that, too. I, I hear that Nine Inch Nails uh, influence in that song. Cool. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, well, he was dead on. And then we added another guitar solo, and we just kind of dragged the song out a little bit longer than the original version, and... Rocking. Yeah, it's really ironic you said you said that because I, I hear that for sure. Now, a couple more tracks I want to talk about on this record. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I listened to this thing A to Z. I love this record, um, "Devil in My Head." This one I listened to closely. It, it, um, actually, I listened to it three or four times. This song, um, I got what I got out of it was basically a person fighting between good and falling prey to temptation. Um, t- touch on that a little bit. Was I am I accurate in my assessment on that one? Yeah, Brad, you're right on, because um, I just watched, uh, on, we just did a tour with Def Leppard and Poison, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the, one night I had a night off, I think it was in Oklahoma City, and um, I watched The Huntsman, what is it, Snow White and the Huntsman? Mm-hmm. And that movie is about a battle between good and evil, and I watched it and I thought, this is the devil in my head. Uh-huh. You know, that's, yeah. that's what that movie is. You know, the Wicked Queen, mm-hmm. and she kills the king and takes over the kingdom, and it's like, whoa, I, I just, <laughs> I don't know, they really hit the nail on the head. They should have used the devil in my head for for that, uh, their musical soundtrack for that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no doubt, man. Speaking of soundtracks, the title track from your record, Living Like a Runaway, to me has soundtrack written all over it. Now, some musicians get offended by that, and some are, some are um, you know, happy about that. What is your take? Because that song, to me, I, I can just see it in a, in a movie. Yeah, yeah, hopefully one day it will be. Um, it's it's a story of the decades of, of my career. Um, mm-hmm. Beginning with The Runaways in 1975, and going through the Lita days, the Lita era, and then today, 2012, 2013, um, it's the decades of, of, of Lita, you know, mm-hmm. and my fans, bringing them along with me. Yeah, no and doubt. Everyone that was there, and you know, and in the streets of Hollywood, and, you know, streets of L.A., streets of New York, just everyone that was there, 
not just rock stars, but fans too, you know. Right, right. I think a lot of people can relate to that song. And one of the songs that that was really touched me the most was Mother. Um, that one I know is very personal to you, so I'll leave it up to you how much you want to divulge into the mean, you know, the, the background of that song. But that one got tears in my eyes, man, because I lost my mother from cancer many, many years ago. Um, not exactly the, the story of, of, of your song, Mother, but great song, man. It just really hit, hit me hard. Well, it's something that everybody does have, whether you're friends with or whether you're not friends with or whether you're close to or not close to. Everybody has a mother. Yep. And um, this particular track is uh, for my children, yep. who I love more than anything in the world. And uh, I, I just finished a video, as a matter of fact. It will be on my new website probably within a week. And it's a uh, beautiful, beautiful footage that we shot out in the Joshua Tree Desert. Oh, wow. And... Um, there's some footage of my children in it that we incorporated just from some videotape that we had, old videotape. Mm. And it's just real touching and a real beautiful, beautiful song. And I think a lot of people do get choked up when they hear that. And that's the way it's supposed to be. We wanted people to, to feel emotional when they heard that song. And we knew, Gary and I knew, when we wrote that song, well, I wrote the song. Gary produced it, mm -hmm. but we knew we were on the right on the right path when grown men left the studio crying. Yeah, I, I look. Song. I'm almost six foot tall and 260 pounds. I'm a big guy, but I'm not too ashamed to say that 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 that, that, that brought tears to my eyes. That song, that was that was something. Awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Look, you've been making music a long time, uh, kick ass music a long time. What? What would you say the highlight of your career has been thus far? Wow, I've had a lot of highlights. Mm. I don't think, I honestly don't think I've hit it yet. I am, um, I don't know, I'm hoping that the album will be nominated um, mm -hmm. in the Grammys, 2013 Grammys. I personally think it could be it was submitted for album of the year good I think if we win that Grammy or even get nominated for this album I think that's definitely going to be the highlight of my life I mean I think it has a very good chance to I tell you that much right now because I enjoyed it very very much um, you know I also read about um, <clears throat> how you how it was important for you um, with this record to just to reach out and help folks get through some tough times. Um, tell, tell us how it makes you feel. You, you have done that already even before this record came out. Um, talk about that a little bit, how, you, how your music's just really brought some people through tough times. Oh, boy. Uh, I, had, um, I had one girl that showed up. I mean, I could go on and on. One girl that showed up at a show and... Uh, it was late. The show was over. Everybody had gone home. There was nobody stand, nobody around. Usually there's people all around the bus, and mm -hmm. around the parking lot. There was one girl. She was this beautiful black lady standing in the corner of the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And she was by herself. And uh, I walked up to her and I said, 
hi. And she looks at me and she went, she got in my face and she scared me and she went, hi. And I looked at her and I said, you have horns. And she says, and she had fangs. <laughs> and she said, it's the devil in my head. Oh, wow. And I went, whoa. Wow. What's your demon? I said, what's your demon? And she said, my demon is food. And she says, I dance my ass off every night to your music. I dance hard and I dance and I dance and I sweat and I danced off 165 pounds. Oh, wow. And I just grabbed her and held her in my arms and she started shaking, Man. crying and saying, thank you, Lita, for the songs. You know, that, that I had helped her through that time when she felt so down and horrible about herself. And now she's this beautiful beautiful lady I mean just a gorgeous wow. person and uh, you know close my eyes forever I know it's gotten a lot of people through hard times that was my next question man that one right there to me that that's one of the greatest rock duets ever um, I'm curious how, how did that how did that happen how were you approached by Ozzy and his people to do that song it was actually an accident <laughs> um <laughs> We were in the studio, we were just messing around, and uh, we ended up writing Close My Eyes Forever. Um, it was it was in the middle of a recording, and Sharon and Ozzy came to bring me a housewarming gift. Hmm. And Ozzy and I had a couple drinks, and we started playing guitar and singing, and Sharon got bored and laughed. <laughs> And uh, we, next thing we know, we came up with Close My Eyes Forever. Sun was coming up the next morning. <laughs> wow. We looked at each other and, and, and tried to figure out how we were going to get home. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a great song. Yeah, but yeah, you ain't lying. That, 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 that night paid off, huh? Jeez. Yeah, definitely. Wow. All right, a couple more things and we'll let you go. I know you're probably pressed for time. Um, you, the last record, actually, from you was back in 2003, which is the greatest hits LP. So it's been about nine years um, since you released some new material. Talk about that a little bit. How happy you are to finally reach out and connect back with your fans again like this. Yeah, I am. Um, well, I have a lot of built up uh, rock and roll inside of me. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, I feel like finally, you know, the music industry has changed in a way that it's allowed me to break through again mm -hmm. and uh, it's allowed my kind of music to break through and I think people a lot of people want to hear it a lot of people miss certain types of music that doesn't get played so much anymore you know and it's not like I'm bringing back the old I'm not bringing back the old I'm just recreating the 2012s you know, recreating 2012's taste in music in 2013. Um, I mean, this is just the next step in in rock and roll, and uh, I'm just glad to have been a part of it. You know, it, the grunge scene kicked in, and everyone got kind of booted out. The music industry just 
changed altogether. And a lot of people miss those days, and, and it's not the 80s anymore. I know you get these schmucks out there that, hey, got to remind you what day it is. Yeah, whatever. Thank you. What about lead solos? They're like not heard of. It's so, it was so refreshing for me to listen to your record and hear good lead solos again in the song. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Good point. You know, the the du- dueling guitars and the harmony parts. And yeah. Just, it's just a breath of fresh air, I think, you know, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. Absolutely. You know, it, it was huge. And our next generation of musicians are the ones that have really grown up on rock band and grown up on um, these videos, um, these musical soundtracks that they're, they're using. Um, I think they've really steered our next generation of music- musicians into playing real rock and roll and not mechanical stuff. You know what I mean? Mm, absolutely. Growing up on rock band and uh, like that one video I did uh, where they I I did the voiceover which has Jack Black in it, and Rob Halford, and Ozzy's in it, Lemmy's in it. <laughs> yeah. You know, just uh, growing up on these uh, video games. So I don't think it was. I think that was an accident too. But it's created our next generation of rock and rollers, and they want to play. They want to play drums. They want to play guitar. They don't want to sit there behind a computer and, you know, do some kind of mechanical stuff. They they want to rock out. Absolutely. Very well said. All right, so where can people get this, this great new record? Um, you know, obviously online, everywhere. Give me a website where people can, can go buy it. Um, and where they can uh, keep up to speed on what Lita Ford's doing lately? Uh, the best place is my website, um, LitaFordOnline.com, official. Mm-hmm. And uh, go there, and there's a little uh, iTunes button and a little Amazon button, and you can listen to the new record, and uh, hopefully you guys dig it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, absolute honor to talk to you, Lita. I've been a fan of yours for many, many years. Um, I'm a little starstruck. I talk to a lot of celebrities and athletes, but I'm a little starstruck listening to uh, Lita Ford on my phone, so I really appreciate you doing this. Give me some closing thoughts for all the Lita Ford uh, rock and roll fans out there. <laughs> oh, God. I I miss you guys. I'm glad to be back in the music industry, and uh, I really hope you like my new CD.